Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bottom Up Revolution podcast from Strong Towns. This is a special Strongest Town contest episode featuring a competitor in the final four round of our competition. It's my pleasure to welcome a representative from Norwood, Ohio, Alicia Locke. Um, please introduce yourself, Alicia, and tell us um, what brings you to this contest. Hi, uh, so I'm an enthusiastic resident of Norwood, Ohio. I am raising my three young girls with my husband. We moved here seven years ago. So I am not a planner. I uh, am not a city official. I am just a really happy Norwood resident. I'm also a board member of the uh, CDC Norwood Together. And um, so that's what brought me to this podcast. The president of the board knew that I'm a Strong Towns fan, knows that I'm enthusiastic about this. So she recommended that I, or she asked me to uh, submit this application. So I've been working on it. Awesome. Well, definitely residents who care, concerned citizens, that's a huge part of our work at Strong Towns. It's definitely not just about you know elected officials or planners. So glad to have you. So let's start with hearing a little bit about how your town has been adapting and dealing with all of the economic and community challenges of the pandemic from the last few years. All right. So yeah, that's been an interesting struggle as we've all dealt with, but I think it hit our town at a particularly interesting time because our CDC, Nora Together, had kind of just been building momentum. Um, 2019 was a really big election year for our city officials, a really big time for Nora Together becoming established. Oh man, 2020 was going to be the year we were going to be doing so much. And it was just, um, we were really, it was almost a launch year for a lot of the things that we were doing. So needing to pivot was devastating. I mean, it was really hard and sad. And I know that our excited officials who were just starting their term in 2020, needing to deal with the uh, issues that, you know, really run on dealing with a pandemic. Um, So they did a great job though. They did a great job listening to the concerns of the residents. Um, The funding that's come through has been used for some exciting developments. And so we've used the time to shift our meetings to be outdoors and done some things online. We were still able to do an amazing amount of activities and uh, community building things during that time. So that was really great. Good. As your town is working on this path to become financially resilient, what steps has Norwood taken that you are most proud of or that you really want to celebrate that you guys have been working on? Well, I think it's really amazing that we've been in, like, I think it was three years ago, we uh, were in fiscal emergency. And so with that, we've had to uh, develop a plan and work with the state, but it's been a really neat opportunity. It got more people involved and it really brought in attention to um, the importance of being fiscally resilient. And so uh, in working with the state with that, they've uh, now they've have effective budgeting. They've been very transparent about the finances because they've kind of had to, because we've known that we were in uh, an emergency. And so more residents know what's happening with our money than I think a lot of other areas. And there's a lot of accountability for that. Now they do have effective budgeting and you can see them putting the money back into the community. And it's really rapidly making a difference. They're also working, the city officials are working with the local CDC to do a lot of grants um, at the county, state and federal level. And so that's helping to stretch our dollars. Also, uh, again, with that involvement that came with this uh, situation, there's been a lot of volunteers and in-kind contributions 
to it's really been a bottom-up revolution that's been happening in Norwood. It's been fun to see. That's great to hear. Yeah. I mean, fiscal financial transparency is so important to building a strong town. That's like such an important starting place. What are some of the biggest areas that you're hoping Norwood is going to grow and change and improve in the coming years and months? I think walkability is probably the uh, the biggest focal point for me and um, for several of my neighbors. Norwood was built uh, pre-World War II, so it has that great bones of the infrastructure that has uh, corner stores and wide streets, um, beautiful streets with lots of trees and uh, great front porches as you're walking along. But then um, we were, up until the 1980s, GM was a, a huge uh, factory here in Norwood. So understandably as being one of the largest auto uh, places, we turned to be rather car centric. And so unfortunately we lost some of our uh, walkability and have a lot of parking lots and stuff, but we do still have those bones. We still have those corner stores and many of them are being reopened and businesses are coming back. People are interested in walking. They're interested in those things that make the place really special and trying to leave Norwood as little as possible. So we've seen great strides and that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to happening even more, filling those empty storefronts. Um, it's great to see them being filled right now and beautifying our streets. We have one main strip, Montgomery Road, and um, it has seen some deterioration in the past with the hardships, but it is seeing more life and that local CDC Norwood together has um, worked with uh, organizations to create a Montgomery Road revitalization plan. So that includes all those lovely things that make a city more walkable with the curb cutouts, um, safer streets, that complete street feel uh, that would make that walkable, that would make that downtown more pedestrian friendly with good crosswalks. And um, they've already done a lot like uh, reducing the, or removing the parking minimums so that those local corner stores can open back up. And um, so we're making good strides and I'm excited for the walkability to continue to improve. Yeah, that's great. I like how you're talking about walkability as not just like literally, you know, is there a sidewalk, but also are there things to walk to like businesses? Um, that's, that's so important. Huge part of the economic benefits of, of walkability in the first place. Yeah, we are a city, um, I feel like this goes in with it. We're a city of 3.1 square miles. So we are a walkable area, but it's whether or not there, are what, you know, what there is to be able to walk to. So we already have our schools that are walkable. Um, so we, we are a non-busing district, which saves us a lot of money and economic environmental impact. Also, that gives even more reason to care about the walkability, the safety and so we were able to get some uh, grants for a safe routes to school um, that was in one of our pictures and so that's just been one of the ways that we've stretched our dollars and we've put this focus on pedestrian safety and uh, that's been really nice to to see the kids being able to walk to school safer and then just seeing where that leads to because then those playgrounds that are at the schools are more walkable and placemaking things are popping up around that just all tie in with that it's all happening together wonderful 
So in an earlier round of the contest, uh, one of the questions that we asked applicants was, what's the biggest challenge your town faces and what are you doing to address it? And uh, the application from your community said that the the town's perception of itself was the biggest challenge because you had this, as you mentioned, this history of being the home of a General Motors plant and other industries. And then when that went away, you know, it's a big economic loss. Um, I thought that was a very thoughtful and perceptive answer. Um, that's certainly something that we see in so many formerly industrial cities across the country. What are you and your fellow residents and leaders doing to try to shift some of the negative perceptions and help people see a positive future for Norwood? Yes, I think it's encouraging that it's a common Rust Belt uh, issue that we're dealing with. And so there's a lot of camaraderie that seeing other cities work through this as well. And um, Norwood is uniquely positioned as an enclave city within Cincinnati. So we are very much a small town within a big city and like keeping that um, identity, I think at times felt maybe it was something to grapple with and now it is being celebrated as it has been in the past. So maybe for a time it wasn't, we weren't sure how to reconcile that. And now we have all these uh, new residents moving in and they are loving, we are loving what these longtime generational residents have built. We love that they've maintained their independence and that we have our own uh, school system, our own police and fire who are super involved in the community. We love being able to have um, close quarters with our city officials and our school board officials. Um, when you have such a small constituency, you really have to respond to them because it matters. And uh, as we engage with our city officials and as we share that, um, I think it's it's contagious. The energy of us all being so happy here, or so many of us being so happy here and um, kind of reviving uh, the the pride that um, so many have maintained even through these hard times, those, these long-term residents, those partnerships are changing our perception of ourselves and um, really making it a very obvious place to live. And it's been interesting, even in the seven years that I've lived here, there's a uh, like a greater Cincinnati Facebook page where people frequently ask like, what neighborhoods should you move into? And, um, you know, there's always the, the top choices that are just kind of, you know, maybe not as affordable or, um, you know, that people are constantly posting. Norwood more and more is just flooding those recommendations as we're just so happy to live here. So it's it's palpable, the difference, even in just the last, uh, last decade of people just getting really excited again, because it's it's been here. The pride and the excitement has been here. But in 1987, when GM left, and then of course you have the, the subsequent um, countrywide, crisis with the housing and everything that was a little disheartening understandably and so back in 2016 there was a catastrophic flood that hit our our city and that was really a jumping off point for um, people gathering together and to help each other because there's such a there was such an immediate physical need of cleaning out basements and disposing of things and lots of questions to be asked I think that helped us gain a social media presence within our within our city, um, a way to contact each other. And, and those uh, avenues have stayed very strong and now they're promoting more positivity and exciting things that are happening. So um, that CDC 
started with, you know, it, it kind of the seeds were planted during that response. And then it became the quality of life process where we were talking to people. So people were feeling heard. People were feeling that they weren't the only ones thinking these things and wanting these things and willing to work for these things, which I think is really important. So uh, yeah, kind of in, in 2016, we saw it's just been it's just been ramping up and it's been a really, really neat time for Norwood. And I, that perception is definitely changing for the better. Yeah. So to close us out here, do you have any thoughts on your, your current competitor in this round of the contest, Durango, Colorado? And then also there's another Ohio town in the contest, um, Yellow Springs. Any, any thoughts on those communities? Um, well, Colorado uh, seems to have a lot of uh, natural beauty going for it that a, a Midwest town maybe doesn't have quite so much. So I think they've got uh, something going for them there, which is which is exciting for them. Um, and Yellow Springs is is definitely a town that we uh, all enjoy. Most people know about Yellow Springs. Again, that's a smaller uh, city that it has um, had you know different challenges uh, than than we have, and um, that small town feel is very quaint and beautiful and. Yeah, we really love Yellow Springs as well, but we think that we have a lot to offer and are very competitive with what they're doing. Yeah, sounds like it. So for our listeners, um, you can learn more about this contest and vote in this matchup by visiting strongtowns.org slash strongest town. And Alicia Locke, thank you and good luck to Norwood in this phase of the contest. Thank you. Thank you.